Welcome to the Strategic Planning Podcast with financial coach Mike Flanders. With more than 40 years of experience in the financial services industry, Mike knows the X's and O's that'll help you achieve your financial goals. It's time for the Strategic Planning Podcast. Welcome into the podcast, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders and myself to talk investing finance and retirement. And we're going to go a little, how does your garden grow uh, this episode? We're going to do some harvesting wisdom with the gardening guide to RMDs. So we have a little fun here and kind of mix these two worlds up, but required minimum distributions, important topic in the financial services world and the financial financial world in general. So we're going to have a little fun here with the financial gardening of that with Mike and help him uh, have him help break us down for that conversation piece. What's going on, buddy? How are you this week? Well, I am doing good. Um, I was uh, thinking a little bit about some things been going on lately. Uh, and um, you had asked, said something to me about uh, binge watching shows, TV shows or oh, something. Oh, yeah. I was going to ask you that in a second. Something. Yeah, I was going to get I was going to ask you that in a second. But uh, we, we were talking about that off air. Yeah. What's going on with your with your favorite show? Yeah, um, it was funny. It was, uh, we had so we said, you know, what's the last one you, you watched? And I got to thinking, well, you know, the last one I watched is one thing, but then there was this other one. So I was going to mention it. Okay. And this is only only because I think this is just so good. It'll just make your life so much richer. Yeah. Mm, okay. <laughs> uh, I don't know if this one's out there anymore, but there was one some years ago when my daughter, my youngest daughter was still at home, uh, Mary, and she's uh, she's um, 10 years younger than the oldest. So she kind of had a little few years with us by herself. Mm-hmm. And one weekend, my wife had gone out of town with some girlfriends, I think, or something. And we were there and this show called, um, well, there were actually two shows going on, uh, but the one was 24. Oh yeah. And, and then uh, uh, Kiefer Sullivan, I think his name was. And then the other one was person of interest with Jim Cavizio. Mm-hmm. Yep. We binge watched those boys all weekend and ate pizza. We were sick when it was over, but we had a ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was uh, 24 was a huge show. Yeah. No. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah. Big. But then the latest one, because you asked me, what's the last yeah. one? You know, and, and it was actually The Chosen, and I'm still binge watching it. Um, they just finished uh, season four filming it, and so it will be coming out in January, I think, when they get it all done. You know, edited it up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But um, I don't know if you've seen it, but that is and it's phenomenal. And in fact, I'll share a little secret with you. Yeah. I was my wife and I are actually in it. That's so. I was gonna say, is that the thing you guys got? We went down yeah. and did? Yeah. That's what I thought. Well, and and I say we were in it. We were present when the film was this or the cameras were running. We're not on the screen, however. We got cut. Oh, did you get cut? You hit you hit the cutting room floor, huh? Yeah, apparently so. No, yeah. I don't know if we even got ever got on film, but we were we were all around it and everything. So whether we got on film or not, I don't know, but we didn't make it to the actual because you guys were extras. Yeah, we yeah. were extras among about thirty five hundred other people. <laughs> yeah, no, that's okay. It's still fun though. No, I hadn't seen that, so uh, I'll have to. But my mom's always looking for shows to binge watch. Lately, I've been trying. I've not been doing too much uh, on the on the television side of things. Um, yeah. I just I've just been trying to focus on writing new music and things of that nature. But oh, yeah. but the summers I always kind of drift away during summer anyway. Mm-hmm, and as mm-hmm. summer winds down, I'll I'll start watching a few things during the during the winter months. So I'll I have to go check those out. So. Yeah, check it out. You can, uh, there's an app for it. You can watch it on, but also you can, uh, like I've been watching it recently on Amazon Prime. Okay. Uh, yeah. It's free on there. And so I just started looking at it again at seasons gotcha. one, two, and three. So anyway. Well, well we were talking about watching stuff you and I were before we kicked things off. And my wife's huh? been down this rabbit hole of, of garden.
gardening. Uh, and yeah. we're doing a home garden and we're doing a whole bunch of different stuff. And I know you guys have some stuff there as well. And it just kind of yep. got me into that mode. So that's kind of where I was coming up with this analogy of gotcha. of uh, gardening and RMDs. <laughs> it's kind of a, <laughs> you, you got to find interesting ways to put this stuff together, right? I mean, absolutely. Yeah. Give give people like. Um, because if you give people like stories or analogies or metaphors, they tend to gravitate yep. towards them a little bit more, right? For sure. It, may, it gives you some hooks to hang on yeah, to. Exactly. Exactly. You relate to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So imagine your retirement then as like a, as a garden, right? Nurturing it you know, mm-hmm. through the year and, uh, you know, and then you get ready for harvest, you know. So how do you make the most of the gardening without letting it, you know, overgrow? Uh, and face, you know, uh, some neglect or things. Those funny stories are real in, in that respect. So my wife was like, man, the onions are going crazy. Look how the onions are doing great. And I looked at it and I was like, hun, I think you got grass in your onions. And so she goes and looks, because it was like just a, just a mess, right? And she goes, oh, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> you ruined my day. <laughs> so she had to go in there and clean it up. But there was there was actually the onions were doing really well, but they were just kind of hiding in, in the grass and kind of yeah. overtaken it a little bit, right? Oh, so. Yeah. As we do this analogy, you know, I want to kind of talk a little bit about the, you know, the RMDs and requirement minimum distributions and, and really how you want to kind of, kind of harvest. Because if you think about this, right, they've been sitting there. They've been growing, right? The accounts mm-hmm. have been sitting there growing. And at some point, the government says, I want my money, right? And mm-hmm. so you have to harvest these things a little bit. So let's talk about it a little bit. Just kind of set the scene, the introduction. You know, again, you've got this garden going on uh, and you've been growing this for Tons of years, right? You're pumping into yeah. your what? 401k, right? Mm-hmm. 401k, IRAs, whatever. Yeah. Right, right. So why do the RMDs exist? So break that down first to start there, Mike. Okay. Well, RMDs are, are out there because, you know, our our purpose for f- investing is not just to accumulate money. I mm-hmm. mean, it's not just to have a big pot. Number one, you can't take it with you, as they say. Right. And uh, so, why would you build it up just to have you know be able to say I got a couple of mil- million dollars here or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's like in when you talk about gardening, uh, when you you get to a point where you, it's time to do some pruning to cut things back so that they'll flourish and do better. And uh, so you know if if you just let your investment in your retirement account continue to just grow and all that sort of thing. You know, you never you never get the benefits of really the cutting it back in order to enjoy more of it going down the road. It just sits there and it just grows and grows and grows. So the government, you know, the nice way of saying it is that the government doesn't want you to just accumulate all this tax deferred savings indefinitely. They want to be sure that you enjoy its bounty. <laughs> right. right. There you go. Yes, exactly. Which is a lovely way, but it's they want their money. Yeah, day, that, right? that's right. They don't get their tax dollars until you pull that money out of that account. So they created this required minimum distribution in order to make sure that you do start to encourage you, know, you to harvest this legacy that goes on and <laughs> right, on. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they want the, they're encouraging that harvest. So many yeah. people will ask us the questions. We'll get questions like, well, and if you've done a good job setting up for retirement, you've done a good job with a financial professional and you've got a, a plan and a strategy in place, and maybe you're lucky enough to have a pension and your social security and you've got your mm-hmm. income streams and, you know, whatever the case might be, Many people don't need it. Like they're like, why are you? Ma-? I've heard them say this to advisors mm-hmm. all the time. Why are you making me take this money? And it's like, well, first of all, I'm not making you take it. You know, so the government is, but you have to take it. And so people ask the question often, like, how do we avoid them? Can we avoid them? Yeah, and there are some ways to not avoid taking the RMD. You do have to do yeah, it because you can't but avoid it. Ways- right. 
Yeah, but but there are ways to avoid the tax impact of it. So, right, for example, right. uh, one of those ways is to plan the timing of taking distributions either as an RMD or even before you're required to, which at this point, if you haven't been required yet, maybe this is your first year, it's at age 73 when you have to start doing it. It used to be 70 and a half. Um, but if you if you haven't started doing it yet, is maybe taking some money out of your IRA early in a tax situation where maybe you wouldn't pay any tax on it or pay very little tax on it, nothing like a regular 10, 12, uh, 22, 24% tax bracket. Mm -hmm. So you can take it out that way. But another way to do that is once you are at the age of 70 and a half or older, you can actually make charitable contributions directly from your IRA or your, well, you need to do it from your IRA. 401ks won't do this, so right. roll it over. But from your IRA, and uh, you have the custodian of your IRA send the contribution that you want to make directly to the qualified charitable organization. It can be your church, it can be uh, you know uh, some outside organization that's, that's um, what's called a 501c3. I hope everybody will remember those terms, uh, <laughs> right. organization, but it's just a qualified charity. And um, they, they yeah, it, can't be the and it doesn't count. I'm it can't sorry. be the charity of your of your cousin, Tony. <laughs> no, no, no. It no, has to no, be no, a no, real charity. charity that's right. right. Yeah. It could be the Flanders Family Charitable Organization. No, I'm just kidding. Right, anyway, right, right. Uh, but it goes to the, that that organization, and then it it doesn't get reported to you as income. Well, actually, I shouldn't say that. That's, that's not true. On your 1099, it will show up as a distribution on there, and it will show up as taxable, but your tax preparer needs to know I did this via uh, a charitable distribution, and they will. There's a like I do tax returns for clients, and there's a place for me to mark in the tax software that X dollars or X percent of the amount on the 1099 right. was charitable, and so it doesn't count against you as income. So let's let me give you an example. Let's say you had a ten thousand dollar distribution for the year from your IRA, but of that, a thousand dollars went to a charitable organization directly from the custodian. It didn't come to you, and you made it. It went directly to the charity. Mm -hmm. Then you would get a 1099 for 10,000. It says that's the amount of the distribution. It says that's the amount of the taxable portion. And you would say, no, it's actually 9,000 taxable distribution and 1,000 was uh, what's called a qualified charitable distribution or QCD for short. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't show up on your tax return. By the way, there's a great reason to do that if you're using a standard deduction too, because you still get your standard deduction, even though you didn't have enough to itemize, you get that excess and you don't pay tax on this money. So it's really a great deal. That's that's another way to do it. Because um, you can't avoid them, right? So, so like the, the, the main thing that I want people to understand, though, is you cannot avoid them. If you have money in a traditional right. 401k or a uh, an IRA, they want you're going to have to do it. If you don't, we're going to talk about the, the the consequences in a minute. But if you because you, if you don't, there are consequences. So you can't avoid them, but you can be proactive ahead of time in how ahead you maybe move some things around to minimize that tax impact. Exactly, and okay. and part of that would be you know have some, move some of it into or make some of your contributions to your IRAs or your four hundred one ks in. Roth right. IRAs or Roth 401ks, and then that money's never taxable, and you don't have any requirement to take the money out during your lifetime. So th that's another way to kind of 
be able to not have to spend so much time taking these RMDs and and worrying about it and that sort of thing. Yeah. And which many people have probably heard and and realized that that's what folks have been doing the last couple of years. It's been a very big topic of conversation is converting stuff from your 401k. Again, let's just use that million dollar number. Let's just say you've been working and it's just growing to to a really big number and you want to get some of that out of there so you're not paying the taxes on that. Mm -hmm. Now, you have to pay the taxes when you move it out. So (laughs) you're still paying the taxes, but you're paying the taxes at a lower rate, today's rate versus is what it could be in the future. So right. again, there's no really, there's no. Uncle Sam's got his hand out, and he's going to get it. It's just yes. a matter of how you can be efficient with it. And, and as I mentioned, so number four on my list here, when we're talking about the garden aspect here, the risks of not planning and taking your RMDs, Mike, is uh, they've gotten a little better. Okay, so but it was a pretty like just like your garden, right? If you if you're negligible, right, it's going to overgrow. You're going to get some pests. Some stuff's going to start eating your. You know, favorite veggies, whatever the case mm-hmm. is, right? Well, they're going right. to chip away and eat away at this RMD if you forget to take it. It used to be a hefty 50% penalty, but they have lowered it. Yeah, they have. Uh, and and you would say that right now because I'm pulling total blank on what they lowered it 25. to. Is it 25%? It is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah so what either way, like, is- I mean, who wants to take 20 grand out and pay or forget to take 20 grand out and now have to pay the taxes, the 20 grand and 25%? That's right. That's right. So, yeah. And, and, and so what Mark is referring there to, folks, is that if you fail to take a required distribution, um, then the IRS says that there is a 25 percent penalty on the amount you fail to take. So you might take part of it and mm-hmm. maybe forget to take your last thousand, five thousand, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're going to pay 25 percent tax on top of including that thousand or five thousand, whatever the amount is in your taxable income. So if your tax bracket's 10%, that's 35% that's going out the door instead right. of just 10%. So it's that extra 25% tax. And that's not a deductible tax, by the way. It goes on top of everything, and you don't get to write that off. Yeah, that's a, so great, it, that's a great point. And, yeah. and so so the numbers a lot of times on RMDs, Mike, it's a sliding scale, right? So it's yes. a percentage. Often. So when you start taking these, you know, now it's currently 73. So if, if for folks who haven't started yet, the age is 73. They've moved mm-hmm. it. So if you haven't begun taking your RMDs annually, then if you're turning 73, talk with your advisor because you got to get this done. Uh, but if yeah. you've already started, right, you're already in the pipeline. You're already going, you know, no need to worry about it per se. That's right. But how's the sliding scale work? Like, what's the percentage? Is it is it a fixed number or does it kind of change a little bit? Because they basically are trying to get the money out. The closer you get to old age or get to get to death, the faster they right. want it, right? Yeah, it's based on the life expectancy scale that um, you can recalculate that life expectancy every year. It's not like you start out at whatever it is and just uh, subtract a year each year because, you know, you don't necessarily have if if, if you're 67 mm-hmm. uh, or let's say if you're 70 and the life expectancy is 28 years, that doesn't mean uh, that at 98 you're dead. Right. Right. So, uh, it, 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 at uh, 70, it might be 28 years. At age 71, your life expectancy isn't 27. It's like 27 and a half. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's, it's a graduating thing. And so you recalculate that percentage each year that you have to take out and it, it's gradually going to get larger over time the percentage that that you have to take out but it um i think it runs out to age 121 now or something oh, wow. like that so, so anyway. i hear it starts at around four ish percent three three something. a little under that a little under three that and a half. yeah around, okay around well three and for half. easy math let's just we'll just call it three okay okay so if you've All got right. that million dollar 401k sitting there mm-hmm. and you've got to take three percent out yeah. Uh, for your first RMD, that's 30 grand. Yep. Right. 
So yeah. you know, you pull this. You have to pull this thirty grand out, and you don't need it. We talked about some ideas right. to use for it, but you got to pull the thirty grand out. And if you again, if you forget, you got and don't do it the first time okay. or whatever. Right. You got to pay this twenty five percent tax penalty. That's fifteen thousand dollars on top of it. It used to be fifty percent. Yeah. Right. So I'm sorry. No, it would be fifty percent if he was still thirty grand. If, was, if right, still, yeah, still twenty five. Right. Yeah, seventy five hundred. But either way, I mean, these yeah. are big numbers, right? So the point is, have a plan because it's it's hefty if you don't get it done. Yeah, and let me say this too: the deadline for your required minimum distribution, other than the first one, the first year in which you're required to take money out, mm-hmm. is December thirty first, not January first. Right. Not April 15th or April 1st. These are dates that kind of roll around out there in people's heads sure. about this stuff. Sure. It's by December 31. However, that first year that you are required to take money out, you can delay it to the following April to take it out by then. But I wouldn't necessarily suggest doing that unless your unique tax circumstance indicates that that would make sense. Because Mm -hmm. even though you don't take it out this year, if you were 73 this year and you have to take your first one, you said, I'm going to wait until April 1st, Mm -hmm. take it out in 2024. Right. Well, by the end of December 31 of 2024, you also have to take the 2024. You owe another one. Right. Yeah. So now you've doubled up. Yeah. But like I say, it may be that this year you're not retired. Next year you will be retired, and it might make sense to double it up. You just got to do a little bit of planning and thinking ahead. And so, Mike, if you're if we're using my hypothetical number there of that three percent, and it's thirty grand on the first one you're pulling out, and that's mm-hmm. that's is that affecting your taxable income for that year? So is that bumping you up a bracket if you are on the cusp? If you're on the cusp, it could. And you know, if you're taking Social Security also, which most people are by the time they are at that point. It's I mean, going to affect you, that too, right? You know, so that inc- it may increase the percentage of your Social Security that it gets included in taxable income. So it may not just be a straight $30,000 increase in the taxable income. It may include some additional Social Security in, in there to mm-hmm. come up with a calculation. So, so yes, it does. You can see that it's important, right? I mean, it's a big deal. I mean, it's easy to do. Like, I don't want to scare people. Like, if, you, if you're working with a professional and they've getting, they get the stuff set up, I mean, it's going to get taken care of. But again, a lot of times the argument that we hear from people is, I just, I don't need the money, right? So like, we're doing right. well. I don't need to, what am I, I don't need to pull this 30 grand out. I don't want to pull this 30 grand out, yeah. you know? Yeah. And that's where you gave some suggestions, like with the QCD, but ultimately right. like, you know, if you're, if that's not the case, then once you've taken it out, what can you do with it? You can do whatever you want with it, right? You could reinvest. Yeah. Some people go, well, I've taken it out. Can I put it back in to grow, you know, more money? Yes, absolutely. Sure. Just not that yeah. same account. Correct. Yeah, you just got to put it in a personal account, individual joint account, whatever you got, and and just keep it keep it growing there. Another thing you could do is gift it to a family member, mm-hmm. uh, you know, kids or grandkids or whatever. It could be toward education. There's some cool ways to do that that help them and help you. Uh, but a, another thing is, um, you know, it, like we talked about the charitable distribution and donating the money directly from the custodian to your charity of choice. Something else uh, that people sometimes uh, have been concerned with is they is long-term care expenses. And they think, golly, I, I'd love to have long-term care insurance, but it's just so stinking expensive. Well, if you don't need the RMD, you could let that fund the premiums on a long-term care insurance policy if you if you wanted to. So mm, okay, um, and and depending on where you're at on that, um, it could be that you do it in a what's called a paid-up type situation, where in ten years you've 
fully paid for the long-term care insurance. Typically, those are guaranteed premiums. They can't increase them on you. And, you know, after 10 years, you're done. I mean, that's that's a way to kind of kill two birds with one stone, so to speak. Nice. Great suggestions for sure. Well, as we're winding, uh, winding this down, Mike, any kind of examples or, you know, kind of case study or anything you've got that you might want to share with us on how to do this or why it's important or just, you know, because obviously you've been doing this for 40 something years. So you certainly have experience dealing with the RMDs. Yeah, um, there, there's another factor in there right now with folks that um, are needing to, um, and, and this is not, I guess this really isn't RMDs, but it comes in, you know, as part of my thinking when doing some planning is people that have, are not on Medicare yet, they're not 65 yet. So okay. they're not subject to RMDs, right? Right. But when you're looking down the road, you're sitting there and you're thinking about what will RMDs be when they get there and how will that impact their social security? What can we do in the meantime to help reduce that impact. And so we might want to start taking out some money early. And when people are below 65 and don't have Medicare benefits mm-hmm. and they aren't working, maybe they've retired early. And so they need to have health insurance. So they're buying it through the marketplace, but then they have some restrictions that they want to have it subsidized and things like that. And so we do some things there where they've got to have enough income. If somebody's not drawing on Social Security, if they're not taking their money from their IRA or their rollover from their 401k or whatever that is, and and they're just living off of personal savings uh, right now, you know, just kind of letting that go. Uh, there are some good, you know, with the um, Affordable Care Act, you have to have a certain level of income to qualify to get a subsidy. Otherwise, you pay the full bore premium and it's expensive. Mm, okay. So you could do some distributions from your IRAs either uh, to live on or do Roth conversions during that time frame when you don't have the Social Security aspect of, you know, having that become taxable because of the amount you're taking out and start to reduce that pot of money that's going to be subject to tax on the RMDs later on. So your RMDs are lower. You can manage the tax aspect a little easier. Nice. So we, we do that with folks a lot where we help them kind of, let's let's start doing some Roth conversions. It might be 20,000, it might be 40,000, it might be 60,000, whatever it needs to be right. depending on their family circumstance in conjunction with other things like the ACA, the Affordable Care Act insurance or whatever. That I hate saying that word, affordable care act. It's not affordable care. Act. I know, right? <laughs> anyway, but that's a great, uh, but, but it's a great tip as another way to start thinking. Yeah, it's just you know, be thinking about these things ahead of time. Don't wait till you get there and say, okay, now what do I do? Right? right. There are some things you can do to get ready. Well, think about. I said we'll wrap it up with this thought, right? So think about your garden again. We'll go back to the gardening mm-hmm. aspect, right? So if yeah. often you you plan out what you're going to do in your garden for the for the new year, right? You plan out what you're going to do. Uh, if you're really good at gardening or you're really good at growing, you know, large vegetables or whatever it is that you've got going on, you realize you got to rotate soil, right? You, there's there's steps, right? I mean, basically you yeah. have to manage it. Well, it's Absolutely. the same thing. Our, our, you know, our retirement is a garden, right? You know, so we have to manage it. So you don't just necessarily go out and like, I don't know about you, Mike, but my garden didn't do that well this year because June was really wet and kind of, you know, unseasonably cool for us around here this year. And I was involved in another project and we got off to a late start. And so Mm -hmm. my garden suffered for it because I I really, I kind of winged it you know, versus really planning, right? Same kind of thing. You don't want to just wait until you go, well, now I'm an RMD age. Now what? If you strategize ahead of time, then you might can make these other things a little bit more efficient when you do get to that age. Mm. Yeah. um, It's really funny. A few years ago, I I think I bought 28 tomato plants and this was my first year of doing some gardening (laughs) like that. Okay. And, you know, so all of a sudden I got just like millions of tomatoes coming in. I mean, it was a bumper crop year 
on top of having way too many plants. There's no way we can give them all away. And, you know, so it's sort of like, you know, what we were just talking about. You wait until you're 73 and you got to start doing something you hadn't even really thought about it. You might have to really scramble like, oh, man, how do you can tomatoes? What do you do with these things? <laughs> right. You know, what, yeah. Yeah. Do you just throw them at your grandkids, you know? <laughs> oh, that's a so, fun idea. Yeah, it is a fun idea, actually. But uh, at any rate, you, you know, just plan ahead so you don't waste what you could have done yeah. uh, like you would if you didn't plan ahead with your garden. So yep. it's a good idea just to get some good advice on that exactly. kind of stuff. Well, you tell you what, you know, I know you're, like I said, you guys have got a garden. Ours is not that great this year, but, you know, if folks want to, you know, hey, if, if you enjoyed the content this week or just in general, not only subscribe to the podcast so you can catch future shows, shows and if you need help, reach out to Mike, but stop by his website, shoot him an email with a picture of your garden, right? So send a, Absolutely. Send a picture yeah. and say, hey, here's my garden. And, uh, you know, maybe we'll, maybe we'll say, okay, Mike, Mike can pick the best one and we'll, you know, give you a shout out on the air or, or on the uh, podcast. Uh, yeah, or send you a hundred thousand dollars or something. As a well, I don't do that. Don't, 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 don't <laughs> promise that. Somebody take you seriously nowadays. I know. Now we're going to get a lot of pictures. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, you'll get, you'll get one of those tomatoes. Mike didn't grow. That's right. That's right. I got some left. <laughs> there you go. See, now if you were listening closely, I said one of those tomatoes, Mike didn't grow. <laughs> so there's, no, there's no actual tomato, but hopefully you enjoyed the analogy folks. And again, you know, you got to, if, it's all about pre-planning, being proactive, just like a lot of things in life, right? If you wing it, you tend to suffer a little bit. Sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, why wing it when you can have a strategic plan in place? And that's what Mike does all the time. So, again, reach out to him if you need some help. If you're not already working with him uh, or you are, but you, you know someone who might benefit from him, well, share the information. Tell him to check out the podcast or have him go by his website, spcinvesting.com. That's spcinvesting.com. Lots of good tools, tips, and resources there. Uh, and you can also just subscribe to the podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. Type in Strategic Planning with Mike Flanders. Or, again, just stop by his website and find it that way at spcinvesting.com. Mike, thanks for hanging out, buddy. Been great. Really enjoyed the uh, gardening uh, conversation today, Mark. Well, thanks. We try to find interesting ways to talk about this stuff. Yeah, right? it's a good so, idea. Thank that's you. right. Well, we'll be back with more. So I think we're dropping this right before Labor Day uh, here, yeah. the couple days before Labor Day. So happy Labor Day to, to uh, you and all our listeners. Yeah, not a bad time to get out in the garden and clean it out. There, a bit exactly. Harvest coming up. And it's going to be a little cooler after we get some of this that's rain right. in from uh, the hurricane that's supposed to swing by and give us there pieces of it. So y'all be safe, and we will see you next time here on strategic planning. Information is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute tax, investment, or legal advice. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action.